Welcome to the Inclusive Leadership in a Virtual World podcast. Each week, we invite a different world-class inclusive leader to facilitate a session for our weekly virtual gathering. The facilitators are given 10 to 12 minutes to share their unique approach toward inclusive leadership. Enjoy this featured inclusive leader and join us on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Okay, this is uh, this is a cliff note version of the 60-minute keynote that I gave two weeks ago. So buckle up and let's go. All right, the quality of our life is based on the quality of our relationships. I want you to think about that for one second. Most of our success or failure depends on the level and the quality of the people we associate with. Now, everybody has two sides to their life. We have a professional side, that's what we do, and we have our personal side, family, friends, etc. And you cannot separate. They are completely intertwined, and you cannot completely separate one from the other. When one is suffering or one is struggling, it will impact the other. I tried to keep them separate for many, many years. I failed miserably. Absolutely miserably. Now, we all want the fairy tale ending, right? We all want the fairy tale ending. And since this is the, the, the great professional career and the great family life, that's what we all want. Now, if this is everybody's goal, why is it so difficult to achieve? Well, one of the reasons is relationships are full of landmines. Where are they? What are they? And can you identify them before they blow up? The key question is, can you find a balance? And it is harder than you think. Landmines are lurking everywhere. My goal is to point out as many as I can that may adversely impact your life. Now, in my book, best-selling number one book, Business Secrets from the for Avoiding a Relationship Landmines, we, we highlight 24. Now, we can't do 24 in 11 minutes, so we'll get down to the highest, to the ones that are most common. First one, repeating the same mistake over and over. Now, how many times have you found yourself doing making the same mistake over and over? And you say to yourself, man, why do I always do this? Be honest, everybody's been there. And this goes to our mindset, very often unconscious biases that have developed through our experiences, through our life. Now, until we realize that this is a landmine and we choose, the operative word being choose, to address it, to address these triggers, this same toxic patterns of behaviors are going to continue. That's number one. Let's look at a second one, making time. Let me ask you a question here. How often do you hear, well, if there's only more time? Well, here's a newsflash for you. There is never going to be any more time. There's 24 hours in a day. That's it. There will never be any more time until you make time. What I suggest is we make time with our spouse, with our family, with our children, with our friends and do things that are going to create lasting and special positive memories. Let me give you an example. I was a high-tech executive for many, many years, and I traveled extensively overseas, often for a month or more at a time. Now, when I became a single father of my two young daughters, everything had to change. I had to change the life, the career, everything. So I took over a business, which was a major hit to my income, but basically I traded the power and the money of being a CEO for time. And that time was used to create memories with my children. Now, they're, they're both adults. We were just together during Thanksgiving. And the things that they talk about, the things that bring them joy, is one we discussed, things we did together. The week we spent in Rome, shows that we went to, games, concerts, times at the ocean. Those were positive for them. 
what they never speak positively about and say things like, you know, Dad, remember the time you were in Brazil for over a month putting that big deal together? That's not a good memory for them. Remember this. Your hmm. children are not going to remember every event you attended, but they will remember everyone you missed. So many things require our time. Where are you spending yours? I just read this. The average person loses 26 days a year to wasted time. 26 days. That's one month a year we lose accomplishing nothing of value. Remember this also. Whether you do anything or not, the time is going to pass. But the memories, memories last forever. Another big landmine is listening to connect. William Jennings Bryan said, when two people are in a conversation, that amounts to four people talking. Now, who are these four people? What the speaker said, what the speaker wanted, really wanted to say, what the listener heard, what the listener thought they heard. Four people. Now, how many times have you said something that's been misinterpreted? Or you misinterpreted something someone said to you? Listening, and I mean really listening, sends us message. I see you, I hear you, and you matter. When we listen, we're able to relate to another person's thoughts and their feelings. And this gives us a better chance to sustain and strengthen a relationship. Right, let me give you an example here. I was in the military, I was a medic in the military at the end of the Vietnam War. In the military, we always talk about the mission. Everything is about the mission. We have any veterans in here? If you're a veteran, put, put a V in the chat. Any veterans? All right. In the military, we always talk about the mission is what matters. And with all due respect to any veterans who are out there, that's not completely true. Yes, the mission is important. But what really matters is the relationship and the trust we build with the people in the mission with us. That's what matters. The, being involved, and that requires that we listen, we relate, and we accept, isn't that right, Christine Paso? We accept the other person. We may never understand them, but we have to accept them. Now, thinking about your own life, what happens when you don't trust or respect someone? Probably one of five things is going to occur. You're going to question their motives. You're going to wonder if you're being set up to fail. You're going to look for an escape hatch to deflect the blame if this thing goes south. You're not fully engaged in the relationship or in the project you're involved in, and you're going to hesitate before you take action. Now, we go back to the military story. The soldier hesitates because of a lack of trust and respect. People die. Think about that. Let's look at emotions versus intelligence. How many times have you said or heard, hey, it's business. It's not personal. Well, that's total and complete nonsense because everything is personal to somebody. But Dale Carnegie said, when you deal with people, remember you are not dealing with creatures of logic, but with creatures of emotion. Now, regardless of what we've been told, keep your emotions out of the business sector. You can't. You cannot keep your emotions outside. It's not a backpack you put outside the door. Your emotions are always with us. And the emotions are good. They give us triggers that something might be wrong. So if you hit a trigger, take a deep breath. Sometimes you have to take four or five. Reflect and then redirect your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Here's the key point. Reason rarely defeats emotion. 
By taking the time to reflect and redirect, we eventually learn how to respond in a respectful manner and we avoid escalating volatile situations. Let's look at some volatile situations. Addressing conflict. Addressing conflict. As long as there's more than one person involved in anything, there's going to be a conflict. Now, conflict in and of itself is neither good or bad. It's how you choose to respond to it. For me, the two key, two key elements. There's respect and there's trust. Respect is like the air that we breathe, right? Breathe in. As long as the air is there, nobody thinks about it. But the minute you take it away, that's all anybody can think about. The instant someone perceives disrespect, the trust is broken. And the interaction is no longer about the original purpose. It is now about defending dignity. And that's when things often spiral out of control. Now, how many times have you heard or you said, oh man, I didn't mean that. It, it, was, it was just in the heat of the moment. We all been there. The fact is, you did mean it. You just didn't mean it to come out the way that it did. The statement we often make after in the heat of the moment is, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, tr I tried to re relate and apologize and talk to them, but they won't listen. Let's think about that. A couple seconds ago, we said reason rarely defeats emotion. Now, we made a poor choice. We triggered an intensive emotional reaction, and now we want to use reason and logic. Not going to work. Don't try to justify it. Just say, I'm sorry. Move on. Here's the last one. Say what you mean. Your partner, be it professional or personal, they're not a mind reader. If you don't say what you think, what you feel, what you want, they're going to draw their own conclusions. And more times than not, they're going to be wrong. We've all been there. All been there. Let me give you an example. There's a man who's going to play around at golf. And he scheduled his wife for a spa day. And the wife was going to do, was going to do manicure, pedicure, hair, makeup, the whole, the whole thing. They were going to meet at a restaurant, their favorite restaurant later that evening. Now, they usually go there for special events. Now, since it wasn't her birthday or their anniversary, the wife was wondering what's in store here. The gentleman gets out on the golf course and he makes a bet with his foursome. But everybody puts up $200. Low score wins. On the last hole, the gentleman has about a foot, foot and a half putt to win. So he walks up and he says, get your money out, losers. And then he steps up and he misses the putt. He misses the putt. Friends all burst out laughing. Who's a loser now? That doing the loser sign. And this had harassment continued at the bar and in the clubhouse afterwards. When he finally got to the restaurant, his wife looked stunned. But he wasn't engaged in, in any of the conversation. So his wife, of course, asks, is something wrong? And he says, no, no, nothing's wrong. But he doesn't elaborate into anything. Nothing's wrong, but he doesn't get involved. They go home that night. The wife still says, honey, what's wrong? And he says, no, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. They go to bed. The wife is wondering, something's wrong. What is it? Is he unhappy with me? Did I do something to upset him? Why is he so distant? Is something wrong at work? Is our relationship in trouble? Is he seeing somebody else? Okay, ladies, did I miss anything? Does that pretty much cover it? On the other side of the bed, husband's laying there thinking, who misses a one-foot putt? Well, really. All he had to do when he arrived at the restaurant was simply say, I had one foot putt. I'm so upset with myself. I had one foot putt to win the match 
and I missed. That's all it would have taken for that couple to have a wonderful night. And I'm sure I'm about out of time here. So as we go out to the other rooms, question is, what's the biggest landmine you didn't see coming that you wish you had seen coming? And what did you do about it? Thank you. You've just been given a taste of the Inclusive Leadership in a Virtual World Weekly Gathering. If you would like to join us for an upcoming ILVW session, look for the registration URL in the comments. Register once and join us whenever your schedule permits.